Hi everybody and welcome to the 5 Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. Starting off the news this week with a little bit of InfoSec related news. It was revealed there's a crypto mining hacking campaign mainly centered in Brazil right now, which is leveraging thousands of microtick routers to embed CoinHive crypto mining scripts. The source is a single attacker leveraging a known vulnerability of these microtick routers, which was patched by the vendor on April 23rd. It has been reported that he's actively leveraging 15,000 routers with a further 17,000 said to be infected. In this particular attack, rather than execute a malicious executable, the attacker is injecting the script into every web page a user visits. Unfortunately, this is also a bilateral attack. It doesn't just affect those browsing within the network of the router itself, but also those browsing from the outside in. It said when browsing over HTTPS, you are unaffected. Browser security and firewall can block it, and if you haven't already, if you own this brand of router, patch it. This is another example of the threat that exists not just on our computers themselves, but also across our devices. So here we've got a router, and in a recent episode of the podcast, I told you how HP have started a bounty program for their printers. We must all stay vigilant and patch as a priority. In other news, this week Citrix WEM became available from Citrix Cloud. If you caught one of the last sessions at this year's Citrix Synergy, you may have already heard about this, but now it's official. WEM is becoming one of the best products in the Citrix stack. As Hal Lang has said in the past, even if you set it up just to enable the performance optimization, it's worth it. If you're a Citrix customer and you haven't heard of WEM, or maybe you have and you haven't looked into it yet, do. It's well worth it. In some other Citrix-related news, Citrix's Workspace app is officially generally available from this week. I'm really excited by what this could mean for my day-to-day work, as contextual delivery is a real game-changer. I've been testing with the MSIX packaging tool, which I've mentioned in a few of the previous episodes of this podcast, but I've been testing it since its preview release a couple of weeks ago. One of the most obvious gaps has been the requirement that you sign each package you create with a cert that is not password protected. It limited your options significantly for methods and tools for exporting the private keys. In most cases, it prevented you from using any of your existing certs or keys. And just generally, using a key that is not password protected is not secure, so I'm sure it stopped some people in their tracks from testing. Well, good news. Earlier this week, Microsoft released an update which now does accept a password protected key. So maybe if you had tested before and you weren't successful due to the cert or you were maybe put off by the cert, you can go back and try again because now it should accept the key with a password. My friends over at the Frontline Chatter podcast released a new episode this week, which just so happens to have me on as a guest host filling in for Case while he was out on holiday. It was a great pleasure to interview the one and only Chris Matthews, the CEO of Computes. I decided to keep the 5 Bytes podcast as short as possible each week, so I didn't want to venture into doing long-form interviews. But I was delighted to get the chance to do an interview format with Frontline Chatter, which is a very unique tech industry podcast that you all should listen to. Our conversation with Chris was mind-blowing. 
He's certainly working on technology that is way ahead of pretty much anything I could even fathom. If you listen to it, your tech mind will expand for sure. It's really, really enlightening and it was such a fun conversation. Thanks very much to Frontline Chatter and Chris for the opportunity. If you'd like to hear our interview, I'll share links with this episode of this podcast, which is episode 32 on 5 com and in the YouTube description. Quick little tidbit, the Microsoft Remote Desktop version 10 for Mac now lets you connect to an Azure AD joined PC. It's that time of year again. DEF CON is taking place in Las Vegas, and just like last year, attendees have already started having fun hacking their surroundings by forcing casino games to blue screen, getting into the hotel elevator's BIOS, and one attendee who's at the Tarquin on Twitter even tweeted instructions to override the in-room Honeywell thermostat to disable the room occupancy sensor and lower the minimum temperature settings for the room. You gotta give it to them, they're a clever bunch. If you're in Vegas for the conference, have fun. Chrome OS now allows you to install .deb Linux packages, which means the latest version of Chrome OS now allows the installation of Chrome apps, Android apps, and now some Linux apps too. For those lucky enough to attend VMworld this year, which is in a couple weeks, be sure to check out the Digital Workspace keynote on end-user computing and mobility. With the all-star team VMware have put together for their EUC business, which includes Dennis Guterov, Brian Madden, Sean Bass, and Andrew Morgan, to name a few, you won't want to miss it. They're doing some pretty exciting things. Sticking with the virtual world a little bit, a new book titled VDI Design Guide has been released by Johan van Amersfoort. Sorry if I messed up your name, Johan. The book was a labor of love for Johan. He started writing it 12 months ago, just after VMworld. It features information that was either not yet publicly available or was available but limited. Johan has also included diagrams and some whiteboarding sketches, as well as sharing his wealth of information from his own personal experience and put it all together to serve as the perfect guide for anyone either embarking on a VDI project or those just curious about it. The godfather of AppV, Tim Mangan, who has been featured quite a lot on this podcast for his various free tools, most of which were centered around AppV, has released a new Salmon Solitaire app, which is free to download from the store on Windows 10. This caught my eye this week on my Twitter timeline. I wasn't sure if it was legitimate because I didn't know that Tim created this app until I saw it this week. It's not an AppV tool. Salmon Solitaire is a game. It it's actually more than a game. It's an app that features 102 free card games. There's no in-game downloads, no prompts for microtransactions or any of that bullshit. Just good, clean fun. So support Tim, who do, does so much for this community, by going out to the Windows Store on Windows 10 and downloading the Solomon Solitaire app. And now for this week's hot job. This week's hot job is with Cisco, and it's based out of their office in San Jose, California. The title is Software Engineer for Hyper-V. The successful candidate will design, develop, test, and debug state-of-the-art software modules that allow integration of HyperFlex storage with Windows Hyper-V. The development shall range from managing and exposing SMB storage, programmatically controlling full lifecycle of virtual machines, failover cluster, snapshot, clones, 
to all the way integrating with SCVMM, SCOM, and SMIS. The candidate should have software design and development experience in systems management orchestration layers. They should also have a master's degree in computer science or a related field with preferably three years plus of experience in software development. Should have a knowledge of technology such as C-Sharp, PowerShell, Java, Windows, and user mode programming. They'll also need to have exposure to Windows storage technologies, a knowledge of management of cross-operating systems like managing Windows from Linux, exposure to Windows ecosystem plugins, SCVMM, SCOM is a big plus. Also must have very good communication and be a team player. And now for this week's scripts, tricks, and tips. James Kinden has a great blog post around his methodology when he approaches a new project implementing WEM. I figured with WEM news featured this week, it would be a good time to also include this tip. James describes how he handles going into an existing environment by blocking inheritance on the OU and works through certain elements in the environment to eliminate slowness. I don't want to give away the entire article, but one other element is login scripts. James details how he uses the publicly available app locker script rules to block all scripts from running which prevents the login script from executing and then allows scripts to only run from a certain directory that he determines. It's a great idea and I had to share it and I really like how he breaks down you know, what he does to eliminate all the components that are in an enterprise's current environment that can be causing slowness, just completely gets rid of everything and builds on top of a fresh environment, but still within obviously the same network, the same domain. Thanks for sharing that, James. Before wrapping up, I just wanted to mention that this is the very last chance to sign up for the RoryMon.com Fantasy Premier League. I will not be mentioning it again on the podcast, which might be a relief to some of you. Um, as the actual Premier League kicks off on Friday night UK time, so the deadline for submitting your team is looming. And also timely this week, last season's winner, Ambar Roy, tweeted out a picture of the prize he won. He selected a Manchester United jersey as the winner of the league. Congrats again, Ambar. I'll soon be sending out my first RoryMond.com newsletter in <laughs> possibly eight or nine months. If you'd like to get my newsletter or any future newsletters that I may or may not send, go to 5bytespodcast.com, scroll to the footer, and you'll be able to sign up to receive any future email notifications. Thanks so much for continuing to support this podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening.